As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Cubs Talk Podcast. I'm Tony Andraki here with David Kaplan, Scott Shagnon, Nate Poppin, Eric Strobel, How's everybody doing today? Doing well. Everybody's Happy good. Warm. Ready happy to get new some year. moves made. Yeah. Happy yeah. New Year to everybody. 2018. My question is, yeah. when do you stop saying Happy New Year? Like, if you don't Two see somebody until February, <laughs> yeah. you go, oh, first time I saw you, Happy New Year. Because, like, I'm done with it. <clears throat> yeah. That's true. Actually, I got a coffee today, and the coffee girl asked me how my New Year's was. And I was like, that was four days ago. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. Right. So, I'm with it. I think January I'm like Bill 2nd, Belichick. I'm on you're to January. On. You're on to 2018. <laughs> okay. All right, so speaking of moves, uh, there's pretty much nothing going on as of this recording. Baseball world has been pretty quiet since uh, pretty much before Christmas time now. Uh, Jake Arrieta is still a free agent. The Cardinals are in on him. The Cubs are still kicking the tires. Let's kind of go round table here, and what do you guys make of Jake Arrieta right now, the price, the reported price of Cubs offering four years for $110 million, and if that's something he would take? Cap, we'll start with you. I don't think he wants to take it. I mean, we, sh- we all would love to get $110 million, but when you go into the offseason thinking six years, 180 is like your baseline, uh, four for 110 is a come down for him in his mind. But again, if the market's not there, then you got to take what you can get. Scotty, what are you thinking? I don't know. Uh... Like you said, you got to take what you can get. But I think if, if he does come back to the Cubs, he knows what he's getting into. He knows what the guys that he's working with in the clubhouse. And um, that's always a positive to look on that side of things. But, you know, I, I think he's going to want to go for that bigger bigger contract. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll probably get more than $110 million at this point too. But the market hasn't been there for Alex Cobb or you Darvish as much as they would like as well. Uh, Eric, Nate, what are you guys thinking on how things are in the Arietta market right now from a Cubs perspective? From a Cubs perspective, this is the best thing that could have possibly happened to them. The fact that all three, the market has not really developed for Darvish, for Arietta, for Cobb. Yeah, there have been reports of these offers out there, but they're not nearly as high as what we expected. As Cap just said, you know, six for 180. That's not, that hasn't, I, I doubt has even been discussed for Jake Arietta, at least not realistically. So the fact that they now are in on these guys legitimately, they had the you know the much publicized meeting with Darvish. They've obviously had a dialogue with Cobb and Arietta's their guy. I think this is the best possible scenario for them because now they're actually whereas maybe before they were thinking we're we're not really going to be in on these guys. We can't really fit this into our budget. It's now become a more realistic possibility. I think it might be a sign of more front offices thinking like Theo and Jed in in the terms of don't. Overpay, don't pay for past performance, pay for future performance. And maybe teams are getting a little apprehensive with doling out, you know, a six-year, seven-year deal for these types of pitchers that are, you know, past 30, approaching maybe the, you know, they're still in their prime, but the downslope of their prime. And then you have to combine that with the fact that there's teams that are ex- they're expressly waiting till next year for Bryce Harper. So yeah, I think 2018, the win- that winter, 2019, these big winters that are coming up, 
everybody's really looking ahead toward those immediately. But uh, it's also about this salary cap, and the, it's not an actual salary cap, but the luxury tax that's in play right now. Right. I think that's coming into a lot, a, a major factor than what it was before. It's not the same salary cap as the NFL or the NBA or the mm -hmm. NHL, but teams don't want to pay that 20% or 30% and then eventually 50% luxury tax the way that they might have been okay to do before. Well, plus, you also lose draft picks if you continually exactly. reside Indeed. over right. luxury tax. So you got to be really careful, and the Cubs know who's coming. Bryant, and extension for Rizzo, Contreras, <coughs> Baez, Russell, Schwarber, Hendricks. Quintana, mm -hmm. possibly, too. I mean, there's you got to look. Theo has a board in his office, he and Jed, and it has seven, eight, nine, ten years out. Where's our payroll going to be? Got to be very conscious. And everybody's doing that now. The Yankees, they were supposed to have a lot of money, but they don't want to keep paying the luxury tax. They've paid somewhere in the neighborhood of a reported like three hundred plus million dollars over the last fifteen years, Crazy. just in like luxury tax penalties. That's the whole length of Stanton's contract. Plus, like then two they, seasons of payroll, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Plus, they got Stanton's contract as well, so they're not really in on the Ariettas and Darvishes. The I don't Dodgers, think they're going to be in on Harper, honestly. No. Yeah. I mean, they might. They, they probably won't I don't know be if they at can this be. point. The fact yeah. that they got Harper effectively, I think, sealed the, their fate in the Harper sweep. They probably won't be involved in it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, who, where would they play too? None of those guys are really <laughs> right. center fielders, Judge Stanton or Harper. But yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are paying guys like Adrian Gonzalez still, even though they have the salary dumps. Uh, now they're paying Matt Kemp as well. So they're trying to work under the, the luxury tax threshold. Um, I'm still waiting for the Angels to get involved, actually, especially on the Arietta front. I think L.A. still makes a ton of sense for Arietta personally with what he wants to do uh, you know, with restaurants and entrepreneur business and all that. Plus, the Angels, now they just got Otani. They're mm -hmm. still one or two pitchers away from being a legitimate contender. So Arietta is a guy that could do that. But I never really understood the Cardinals' interest in Jake. How, how would that really fit with where they're at and the possibility that they're trying to go get Josh Donaldson right now? I mean, would it be worth going an extra year from a Cubs perspective, going to five years, 150-ish million, just to avoid Jake not for me. No. no, I'm not comfortable no. at four years for Jake. Like if you said you're not getting Darvish, you're not getting Lance Lynn, okay, it is what it is. It's only money. But I think Jake's trending down. And you tell me I can get him four, I guess it's money. But I'd be much more comfortable like three years. So, and the Cardinals... Who's their rotation? Yeah. Adam Wainwright's still in it right now at, at age, what, <laughs> right. 37 yeah. now, I think? So. Right. You got him, Carlos Martinez, yeah. the kid they just brought back over Miles uh, Mikolas, yeah. I believe is his name. Yeah, he's their number five okay. right now. Uh, who else is going to pitch for them? They may get the kid back who had Reyes. Tommy Reyes. John, uh, Alex Reyes. Yeah. Flame, but how is he going to be coming off that? You don't it. know. And Luke they've Weaver got should be in Luke Weaver, and you got Michael Waka, who was just meh. Yeah. So they need another starting pitcher. They do, but I mean, I don't think, I think like, I think that you were bringing the point up that they're starting to think like Theo. The Cardinals are, are always thought that way. They don't shell out a ton right, of money no. or overpay all of these guys. And to get Arietta, some team is going to have to overpay for past performance. And I don't see it being the Cubs still. I, I just really don't. But I, th I think the way that the Cardinals are operating now might, ha I mean, obviously a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. They kind of feel like they're the also ran in that division now. You know, granted, they're going to keep hanging the 11 rings thing on mm -hmm. you, but <laughs> at the same time, they they have to be thinking in the back of their minds, like, these guys aren't going anywhere. You know, the next six, five to six years, at least, 
you're going to be you're going to have to get past the Cubs to get to win the Central. You're not going to get that division title. You're not going to get, you know, a guaranteed five game series, you know, unless you get past them. So maybe that's maybe that's the way they're operating now. Like no holes barred. So if you can't beat them, become them. Dexter Fowler, <laughs> Fowler, Jake Fowler, yeah, just yep. improve all the, the other way. Too. has always said, if I think Nate Poppin is worth a hundred dollars, and I, I really worth more than that, and I really <laughs> want Nate back. And Eric goes, I think Nate's worth five hundred. That's right. He Thank goes, you. I got you, buddy. He goes, you need to be loyal to your process. You stick to what you believe. If you say, okay, I got him at a hundred, I can get him for one hundred five. Okay, whatever. But he goes. When you start extending yourself way beyond because, oh, God, the Cardinals did it, that's when you go, what was I thinking? And it's a slippery slope because if you do it for Jake, then you have to do it for for Bryce next year or Manny Machado or somebody else. And there will always be somebody willing to outbid and making a stupider contract or uh, investment. And then you wake up and you go, oh, boy, we're stuck with Hayward and we're Mm -hmm. stuck with this bad contract and Jake's bad contract. It hey goes man. back well, to Boston with yeah. Carl Crawford and, and Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez, right. spending spree. First that, time. That's what taught Theo. I think that was probably Theo's hardest lesson as a GM. Mm-hmm. I think I was. I happened to be in Boston that off season, and everyone was so pumped when they got those two guys because Crawford was coming off his string of All Star appearances as a Ray, which turned out to be the peak of his career, and it took a very short. I never saw turn. that coming, by yeah, the way. No, no, that was no. a shock, and I, don't, I doubt. <laughs> obviously, Theo didn't see it coming either, but that's reality of the game. Gonzalez wasn't great with Boston. He wasn't terrible either, but he was not a fit for that. But Theo uh, will also atmosphere. tell you that ownership, once they got a little oh, success, yeah. started saying, "I think we should go get that guy." What do you, Theo? Make that happen. Well, that's part and of the so reason why. Like, he, right. That's part he's of the reason delivering. why he left in the gorilla suit a few years before right. and ultimately, <laughs> you know, left town. It just that that meddling nature from the Fenway Sports Group yep. was not working, and that's why I think. See, I think the partnership with him and Ricketts has worked so well. I think we all we all owe a thank you letter to Larry Lucchino. I think. Oh maybe. sure. I mean, God yeah. Cub fans. Or uh, or Evan Longoria, right? Yeah. But you yeah. brought it up. Yes. That Evan Longoria walk off <laughs> homer that led to the, the Red Sox not making the playoffs to Theo leaving and. Can you tell me who hit that la- that home Dan run? Johnson. Dan Johnson. Dan Johnson Very tied good. the game. Yeah. Former where White was Tom Ricketts when that home run was hit? Oh, that I don't know. Cubs were playing in San Diego to close out the season. He's at the Omni in San Diego eating a burger at the bar, <laughs> figuring out what his next move is. He's like, boy, Boston makes the playoffs. I don't know if Theo's going to leave. And he watches the home run, and two days later on the phone with John Henry. Wow. One of the craziest sequences of events, that game 162 day in 2011. Just Baseball Nirvana, I think, is what you texted me back. Yeah, like, I think I actually used the word baseball porn. Or, but, yeah. sure. <laughs> Nirvana, Nirvana's Sorry, probably a little more PG with that <laughs> term. Yeah. But uh, if, yeah, if Be that careful doesn't happen, on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know, Theo's not here, and the Cubs probably don't win the World Series. Yeah, not, not by now, anyway. So, well, you know, back to the whole pitching conversation as well. I'm still stunned that Alex Cobb is out there. We talk about Arietta, and I get it for Darvish. I mean, yeah. Darvish has already made 60-ish million dollars just in America and then his time in Japan as well. So he doesn't need a payday. He's not itching for it the same way Jake is. But I'm surprised that Alex Cobb, his price has gone way higher than expected. I mean, it was like still during the World Series. I his think he price was in his mind. Right, exactly. Right. Yes. His own. His own. The market. So Alex told a friend of mine that the Cubs called him and said, Hey, man, you want the Chatwood contract? We're all in. That's what they tried to get him to take. Three and, years, $38 million. And three. it was actually 342 but okay. it was okay. yeah, yeah. same deal. $14 million a year, three years. And he was interested. 
And then he started his agent saying, well, wait a minute. I think there's a whole lot more money out there. He's not looking. He claims he's not asking for $80 million. He's not. That it's far less than that, but it's more than three times 42. And I don't think Theo wants to go more than three years with him. Do you think that deal's still on the table if he comes back to him? 342 yeah. in a second. Interesting. I just don't think he but will. That, no. His value is about that. He's a guy that's, I think his career high in innings is 180, just over yeah. 180. Yeah. Never played 200. Right, and he's ne- he's <clears> never <throat> been elite, whereas, like, you know, Jake can say he won the World Series, he was a Cy, Cy Young winner, he had this dominant stretch, whereas Cobb is still basically living off the potential, Okay, he's so 30 already. Let me ask you guys a question then. You know how much money you're going to have to pay going out for all these guys. Are you better off trading one of those guys now when they have more team control where you're going to be able to get Chris Archer back or whoever that guy is because you can't pay the other guy anyway? Uh, I mean, Chris Archer, I think Chris Archer is one of those guys out there. He's like the golden goose. I mean, if the Mm -hmm. Cubs can get him for a realistic package, I don't think the money is even that big of a play, like having to pay guys out down the road. It'd just be a matter of the value. But understandably, the raise, the, the value's not there. I mean, they're asking for the world for him. As they should. Right, as they should, yeah, because they should. he's under such a team-friendly control, just like the Marlins would be asking for the world for Christian Yelich because the dude's getting paid you know, way under what he should be for four years of control. So I'm with you on that, Cap, but I don't think – I mean, paying a guy for even in their final year of arbitration is still not what these guys would get uh, in free agency. So, I mean, if you're talking even guys like Russell and Javi, not even like the Chris Bryant's of the world, mm-hmm. these guys, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have somebody play second base or somebody play shortstop and Ian Happ is going to be cheap for another couple of years. Wilson Contreras the same way. Uh, Hendricks is getting up there a little bit now, but I, I just, I don't know, trading these guys for pitching right now. It's all about value. Rather okay, what than if I told you you could trade to get Chris Archer and Alex Colomay or Kyle Bearclaw and Christian Yelich. I mean, Yelich, I still think, is the perfect fit here. Yeah. For this lineup, playing center field maybe 40% of the time or more, but atop that order, Yelich would be absolutely okay, So you perfect. send Albert Almora back to where he grew up yeah. mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Miami area. Russell, maybe. You put an Addison Russell in that deal, and they need pitching. You put a Mike Montgomery in that Done. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a Done. sudden, you get Yelich and Bearclaw. There's your closer. There's your center fielder. And now you go make a deal with whoever for your starter. Yeah, I mean, go out. There are some buy low candidates out there. Bartolo Colon's still a free agent. No, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's do we'll it. Let's do well. it. What do you think of that? No. <laughs> Dear God, no. He served his purpose for Cap. He's done. Yeah. Just for the entertainment value, I think I'd like him. Yeah. Lackey or Colon? Oh, my God. No, no Colon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lackey enter- would Lackey, be pretty good entertainment not, value not so as well. Much. All right, we're going to take a quick break here in the Cubs Talk podcast. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit uh, Chris Bryant's birthday. How about that? Hi, guys. I'm Tara Lipinski. And I'm Johnny Weir. Guess what, Johnny? What? The Winter Olympics are right around the corner. And what does that mean? That means we get to see Sean White, Michaela Schifrin, and other top Team USA athletes conquer fresh snow and ice this February on NBC. So make sure you're ready. Sign up for NBC Sports and Olympics emails by texting POD to 66866. Or you can visit NBCOlympics.com slash newsletters to receive the latest athlete updates, giveaways, and more. Message and data rates may apply. Winter is here. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Cubs Talk podcast. 
Uh, on Thursday here, Bruce Levine hopped on the radio, 670 the score in Chicago, and said that he heard that the Cubs are talking about switching Javi and Addison Russell next year. Now, that's something that they've kind of bounced around before. Theo Epstein actually spoke about it in his postseason, uh, I, whatever you call it, wrapping the Cubs, all of those things. Um, Theo actually mentioned it because one of the writers brought it up. What do you guys think about that? Javi going to short, Addison going to second. Now, this is they may not make that move at all, but, uh, Scotty, we'll start with you. You like that move? I don't know. I'll miss the tags, man. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> true. Yeah, because Addison will be, be uh, in charge of all that tag yeah. magic now. And Javi's arm would play a lot better at short. Yeah, I think, you know, Addison had that bad foot last year, and I put a lot of his throwing problems on not being able to plant. I did an event with Joe Madden, and I get seated for dinner. It's two-person tables. Me and Addison Russell, I'm like, dude, what's with the throwing? He's like, my foot. I can't plant. So you wonder, does he have a bulky shoulder? Is it an elbow? Or is it all related to his foot? We'll see. I think the shoulder is definitely a factor because it was in the 2016 playoffs. It was something that people talked about kind of behind the scenes, Addison's shoulder throughout the whole time. But he had throwing issues well before the foot came into play in 2017. So I think the shoulder was a factor at the very least. Uh, and then, yeah, the foot came into play. I mean, I've had plantar fasciitis. I know Scott oh, man. has I had as well. It. <laughs> it's it's awful. I've never had it. It is, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, I've never tried to be it's a like shortstop. Cutting into oh, my foot. gosh. Yeah. So I can totally imagine how it could affect his throw. But, I mean, I do think the shoulder was an issue as well. But Addison is just, I mean, he's so smooth out there short that all the flashy plays that Javi makes, he still wouldn't come close to Addison in terms of just gloving the ball, at least in my opinion. I always feel like there's a ground ball hit at Addison, he's making the play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With with Javi, I'm like, well, he'll make that diving stop or that sick play. It's the routine mm-hmm. ones. The, the routine, routine one, stuff. he finds boots. But maybe he's maturing. Maybe. I mean, we've seen signs of it at the plate as well. But, Eric, uh, Nate, what are you guys thinking in terms of Javi, Addison? I, th- I think we've already kind of touched on it. Javi's going to make those highlight reel, I cannot believe he just made that play, plays. But it's the routine ones. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Russell's going to be you're just steady as she goes out there, but he may not get to a couple of the balls that Javi may get to. It, it brings to mind to me when Russell came up, they started him at second and then flipped him in Starlin, and that worked out like gangbusters, at least initially. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. But I, I don't know uh, how much you'd be messing with the chemistry right now. I think it would be maybe an interesting spring training experiment, uh, but I don't, I don't know how far down that road they're actually going to go. Yeah, I mean – the old adage is always your best defender, your best athlete goes to short. And I think, you know, from the flashy style and all-encompassing as a defender, I've never seen anyone like Javi Baez. And I think he fits anywhere. He could play third, he could play short, he could play second. He could play second. center. If, I he mean, could, he was he working play, out there yeah, for a while. He's like he, the emergency he's, catcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although Kyle Schwerber, I guess, is the emergency <laughs> Technically, catcher. Okay. Javi's he's, the emergency catcher. He break glass in, in case of emergency <laughs> catcher. Yeah, but, I mean, Russell, since the start of the 2013 season, Russell is actually second in baseball among shortstops on defensive runs saved. And obviously yeah. he didn't even play in 13 or 14. Right. So only Andrelton Simmons is better. I know defensive metrics aren't everything, but defensive runs saved is a pretty good catch-all for that. And when you got Andrelton Simmons and then number two is Addison Russell, that says quite Elite a bit company. considering yeah. how many games that he – I mean, he played almost the whole season in 2015 at second too. Yes. Right. So he saved 44 runs in just over two and a half years. Or just under two and a half years, I should say, at shortstop. So, yeah, I definitely think that uh, that Addison should stay. And I think Joe Madden 
he's really all about Addison at shortstop as well. He's talked about how um, boring he is and unsexy he is. He just makes the play, like Cap, you were saying, every time a ground ball is hit to him. And Javi makes the sexy plays, and he has that 98-mile-an-hour cannon from the hole at short. I, but, I mean, just give me Addison at short any day and then move Javi around, like you were saying, to second, third, or wherever mm-hmm. else. Unless there's something to the throwing shoulder sure. on Addison, then right. all bets are off. Well, then you also factor in the fact, the fact that Javi always talks about, I'm an everyday player, I'm an everyday player. He wants, he wants to be out there every day. He doesn't like, you know, ever missing any games, whether it's at short or second or wherever he is. So I don't know how much that factors into it. If they made that move and put Addison back at second, do you guys think that's almost a precursor to, like, essentially having to trade Addison at some point? Because what, is the, what would that do to his confidence, to his psyche, that he got the, the shortstop job over Sterling Castro and then kind of got bumped away from it over a couple of years where he did everything defensively that he could have. He may buy in. He may go, you know what, I'm more comfortable there. My arm will be better. Mm-hmm. If then it's an injury ben, thing, I, I mean, he would have to be all over. Okay, right. Where is Ben Zobers playing for two more years at $14 million a year? I mean, he might only be playing, what, twice a week? Even this year, if they don't trade anybody, can't really play him much more than that and if his wrist I'm sure his wrist should be healthy but if that becomes a recurring problem again in 2018 and he can't face lefties then I'm not sure what you do with Ben Zobris Mm -hmm. because you need him that switch hitting ability but mostly against lefties I think because of Schwarber because of Hayward because you want to be able to throw him in one of the corner outfield spots when you're facing um, a Kershaw or somebody else a left-handed starter so I think it's mostly a matter of health with Zobris in terms of how much he plays this year. Yeah, I always thought that if they traded Schwarber, they could put Bryant in left because, you know, Theo Jed and Jason McLeod have said to me multiple times, long term we see Bryant in the outfield. But here we are now, you know, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. going into his fourth year. No. He hasn't moved to the outfield. But if you traded Schwarber in a deal, maybe you put Bryant in left, you put Baez at third. third. Right. Solves a lot of logjam problems right, right there. So you want them to trade Schwarber? I do not <laughs> right now because he's in such great shape. I'd like to see oh, – you know, yeah. last year he was still rehabbing a knee right. out, out in the offseason. I want to see what he does now a full year and a half, two years out of the injury and getting himself in great shape. It's just the Hayward contract is such an albatross. Yeah. It is, it's yeah. huge. I, I think the, the thing that a lot of people don't really talk about with Schwarber either is, you know, since he, since he injured himself with the knee – so early in that season, he lost so much development time yeah. where, you know, you could argue that maybe he was going to get 400 at-bats that year, maybe 450. He wasn't going to get, like, six or anything. It wasn't going to be an everyday player. But, yeah, I think I'd like to see what, you know, what the deal is with him with losing the weight and being in better shape. And he's, had, he's a much better outfielder than people give him credit for. I know a lot of people yeah. who have watched him <clears throat> saw that 2015 NLCS series. It's but, the high-profile mistakes. That yeah, yeah. That but, I mean, he's really thrown the ball well the last month and a half or so of the regular season and then into the playoffs. Forget who he threw out in the postseason. Um, was it the Dodgers series that he threw somebody out at the plate? I yeah, know, I can't yeah, remember it was. Now. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But, I mean, he made some, some really, really dynamic throws out there. He drops 25, maybe even more pounds than that by the time spring training starts, and he should be able to get to more balls. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Cap. I absolutely want to see what Schwarber will be, do, will be able to yeah, do. Yeah, for me to year. trade him, it would have to be a monster deal. Yeah. All right, speaking of Chris Bryant, though, you talked about him before. So we're recording this on his 26th birthday. Uh, so of the players in baseball right now, there's a lot of good young talent. Guys that are 27 or under uh, at opening day. I think Nolan Arenado turns 27 like just after opening day. 
Where do you guys think Bryant ranks among all those young stars in the game right now? Well, for me, as I look at this list that uh, the great Chris Camp could put together, there's some great players on that list. I mean, it really is. You know, names like Arenado, Mike Trout, uh, Christian Yelich, Aaron Judge. Uh, I mean, some great Machado. For me, I would probably tell you Bryce Harper's on the list. Absolutely. Um, I would probably tell you that for me, number one on the list would be Mike Trout. Oh, yeah. Hands down. 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, He's number one on every list, I think, in baseball. (laughs) Pretty much. He'd be the number one pitcher, too. (laughs) But after that, I would probably tell you, based on stats, based on war, based on the kind of kid that he is, I could see Brian as high as two. Over Harper. Over Harper. You know, look, Harper's a really good player. I want you to pull up his numbers and look at what his numbers are. He's got one year where he's hit more than 30 home runs. He had a monster year, one year. He's a great player, a great talent. But holy God, look at the numbers and go, really? He's also played over 147 games twice. Right. Yeah, he Durabil- keeps hurt. Durability is an issue with Right. Chris shows up and plays, man. At least 150 every year. Yeah. I, w- I had him at two as well, personally. Brian, and yes, so Harper's Brian. three for you guys then? You'd be the third best player under 27? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, uh, obviously, if Aaron I, Judge hits again. 52 yeah, home yeah, runs yeah, again. exactly. Tough to, tough if, to if, turn that down. If you, if you factor in defense, too, though, I, 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 it's hard for me to leave Francisco Lindor out of that top three. So. I, I Great agree. Player. High up. I mean, yeah. I love Correa, How about Corey too. Seager? Seager yeah. as well. I mean, the shortstops, and if Machado goes back there, you got yeah. four really, really talented young shortstops. But for the next 10 years, Cap, going back to that Harper and Bryant debate, next 10 years, who would you rather have, Bryant or Harper? For the next 10 years. Starting Bryant, in 2018. I'd take Chris Bryant. Scotty? Bryant or Harper, next 10 years? Bryant. Nate? I'm going to go Bryant. Strobel? I brought up durability. I think that's going to be an issue continuing forward for Harper. Got to go Bryant. He has changed his style of play, though. He but. has. I actually would go Harper as well. I think that uh, – I think that Brian's game might eventually change, and I'd be curious to see how he changes with it. Um, but that'll do it for our Cubs Talk podcast this week. Again, uh, we are sponsored by Wintrust, home of Cubs checking. Head to wintrust.com slash Cubs for more info, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.